Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis. DGS on KMOX 105. Happy Monday to you. So, 60 seconds ago, <laughs> I think the music was playing. Yeah, it was. And Ron was. just pointed out that uh, his wife, Amy, uh, <laughs> likes to... <laughs> Likes to start talking right before the show starts. Sure does. And I've grown to love it, too. Huh? Uh, her her comment was innocuous. It was that she went bowling, and uh, she couldn't put her fingers in the holes. Because I had a cut on my finger. Because you cut, had a cut on your finger, and it went from there, and everything everyone said was pertaining to bowling, but could not have been dirtier. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can't even say what I said. No, no, no. no. Can I wouldn't say anything of that. No. It was totally innocent, it but was, I wouldn't say it on the radio. That's what's made it so funny. Yeah. Because everyone was really, for some reason, <laughs> engaged in bowling. Yeah. And how you use the whole techniques. And then Rach is like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and we're all Everything like, well, then. But how much space should there be in the finger holes for your fingers? Are it supposed to be like. Because some, you know what I mean? Yes, because some of the... Is it just however it feels to you? On the bowling ball, some of the finger holes... Are really wide? Really big. Yeah. yeah. And are you supposed to... Is it supposed to be a perfect match? That's what I'm Well, asking. you're not going to find a perfect match, like, just off the rack there. you got to have that... So we're just going to do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> no, we're... Yeah, we're I didn't say anything. It's Dave. That didn't sound clear. remotely dirty. Dave, you know no. well, this is a very calm, censored version of that yeah. off the air. Uh-huh. Totally innocent conversation well, that really didn't. You said everyone any. just holds the balls now. No, that's a new. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. Reach the bell. Yep. She said ding, ding. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. She's I, she's a savant. I, I don't... <laughs> no, I'm just here's look. I'm just gonna go in the road with her. Like just, just she and I. She says something. You... I go. That's what she said. And then we just. You know what? I could use the break. So no, yeah. you said yes, you because you couldn't use the, the the finger holes. Yes, because it's gross. I have a cut. They on never my clean those out. Right, and it's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like trying. The bowling balls are heavy. Yeah, it was very difficult. <laughs> no, I've only been bowling once in the past twenty years, and it was last year. Went with the kids around the Christmas uh, season uh, at is it pinup bowl. On Del Mar? Mm. Yep. Really cool. Like eight lanes. Yep. Really cool. Really friendly. Anyway, most of the young bros there uh, were just grabbing the ball and they would spin it real hard. Yeah, they're like, palming it. They're palming it. That's yeah. the new way to do it. They would use no the idea. finger holes, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't I I don't know why, but and going I mean, when I was a kid, I bowled in leagues when I was like 10, 11, 12. It always tore up my thumb, so then I just stopped using the thumb. But the thumb is that's how you balance because no. there's two fingers, right? Uh-huh. No. So how do you hold the ball? 
Well, you have a little thing called a wrist, Amy, and it kind of you kind of curl the wrist, and then that's it. You're good. Wheeler has never. Wheeler is incapable of arguing without being really, really crappy. <laughs> oh, like, I know. I, I know. Lo- look, yeah. I love Wheeler. Yeah. Right. I would go to war with Wheeler. You but better. just know, just know that if you bring up anything like how you balance a bowling ball, yeah. he's going crappy yeah, he right will. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just occurred to me that you know, you just, got this just... little thing called a wrist there, Amy, and uh, <laughs> you know, he knows Wheeler and the bowling balls, same build. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Low center of gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hits hard. Well, we went to West County Lane. Jokes. Which mm-hmm. has real wood. Apparently, bowling lanes, bowling alleys. They're not made of wood? They do like a, a fake wood composite really? hybrid. And I, uh, I know someone who's a serious bowler. They're so serious, they just don't have their own bowling ball. They each have two bowling balls. Oh, I guess oh for, for yeah, because the lanes can be different. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And they said, they said West County Lanes, they're from out of town. They could not believe it. It was real wood. And they mm. said it's hard because you have to keep it greasy. <laughs> Were they really good bowlers? Yeah. Okay. Like collegiate bowlers. So I guess that's good. That's a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? Collegiate bowling. Yeah, collegiate <laughs> bowling. But they said like the... They have their own Ebonites. Greasy lanes. <laughs> what? Ebonites, a bowling ball brand. <laughs> that's what I have. Is it, it is, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah my you sixth grade one? ball. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says David. I forgot what brand <laughs> mine was. I had one that was like all blue and... Fancy. You had your own bowling ball? When I was 12 or 10 or whatever it was. He was uh, in a league. Wow. I was in a league, didn't you hear me? Uh, that kind of leads me in. I wasn't going to talk about I, this I, right I, off the bat because it's not as big enough a deal. Uh, like dirty jokes about bowling holes are. But uh, it was on the news here. It came like top of the hour. The Tiger Woods thing. Yeah. I just have to say this. So uh, he and Nike are parting ways. And look. I have paid for private school and college for my two kids, largely because I do live endorsements. So not only do I respect it, but it's a big part of my income. However, I'm going to say this, that in my position, I'm just a guy with an audience who tells you about products. Tiger Woods would be Tiger Woods if he played in 1950 uh, uh, Converse high tops or combat boots. You know, it's like, I've never quite, I guess I do understand it because I think it's mostly dorks. Like, And I'm a dork that you, you see that, oh, Tiger, he, he wears Nike. Michael, uh, it's not going to change your game because you're not good. And it wouldn't really change their game because they're that good. You feel me? Yeah. I hate to be peeing in people's Cheerios here, but it's like... It's just well, it's like Michael dumb. Jordan in the shoes, right? I mean, like, nobody wears Jordans. It's not going to make you Jordan. Jordan right. would be great in either one. With Tiger, he actually helped Nike launch their entire golf line. Golf clubs, golf clothes, the whole deal. So if not for his name, Nike Golf may not be as big as it is. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Trust me. I think it's effective. Yeah. I'm just set, I'm just injecting a little reality yeah, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless it's just a strict quality thing where you if you see him wearing mm-hmm. the stuff when he's playing, then you think, well, he's good and he wears this stuff. So and I, I like to have quality yeah. items. So then it's good enough for me, too. Yeah. So maybe that's is, it. This is not the same because professional marathoners, nobody knows who they are. So you can't compare them to Tiger Woods. But I will say if like a professional marathoner is running in this Nike Vaporfly or this New Balance shoe, which is their version of the Nike shoe. I'm like, okay, well, if they're racing in it, 
and that's really their shoe that hasn't been modified, which I believe it is. Like Ranj said, it's some peace of mind that I know I'm running in one of the best racing racing shoes because they wouldn't waste their time wearing a shoe that's that's they get junk. That. Yeah. It helps me feel better, but that, I mean, that could be, we could be living a lie. They could be making better products for those specific athletes, but the lie works on I wonder if that happens. Me. Well, I know that some guys, um, I, I remember hearing the story from Oral Hershiser once that Nike, he had a deal with Nike and they built a, a baseball spike for him that would, the way he would pitch on the rubber, it was made specifically to hook onto the end it fit perfectly with the right angle of the rubber so that he could get leverage when he threw a curveball. But they made it for him specifically. Yeah. So I wonder how often that happens where a professional I bet it's pretty really common gets rare. the shoe that, that the, we don't get. And you guys know way more professionals than me. But I bet it's really rare that professionals don't augment shoes and hockey sticks and, you know, ball gloves. I mean, they're not, generally speaking, they're not just getting stuff off a rack. Like I mean, like think of baseball bats. Those guys are getting something tailored exactly to their specifications. They're not just like, well, I'm going to buy this one, and they send me ten of these off the website. They're saying, no, I want the handle to be this shape and size, and I want yeah. the the barrel to be this width and this. You know, like they they are very specific about it. I'm sure that's true for other things, gloves, yeah. whatever. Shoes, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard of basketball players and football players having the custom shoes because, well, they're not like normal people. Yeah, yeah they're like bigger. LeBron, you're not going to yeah. find shoes like LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal size at the store. Yeah. So some of those things have to be custom made yeah. for their fit. I just think it's kind of funny. Like, and and trust me, I don't feel stupid for this because I, I don't think I ever lost money on a guitar because they, they hold value. But I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on guitars. And I've never once sounded different because I suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just true. Yeah, I could go out and get a, a Mexican-made Fender Squire Stratocaster and a cheap amp. Or I could get a 1957 Strat played by Stevie Ray and an amazing Fender Tweed amp. No one's going to tell the difference because mm-hmm. I have no talent. No. Dude, well, look at the great guitar players. Do they all play the same thing? They all play different things. And they're all amazing because it's their talent. Well, I think it also depends on... Uh, that's the starting level. It, there comes a point where you could give me the nicest skates ever, the most expensive skates. I'm only going to skate the way I skate. However, public session skates, if it's really bad equipment, you could tell a difference. In the same way, if you got a really yeah. bad guitar, you could tell a difference. So it's mainly once you start getting more fine-tuned and more specialized, yeah. it doesn't do anything for me. One of the best burns ever. My brother was a guitarist, and he wasn't great, but he was an actual guitarist, right. as opposed to me who holds guitars. Uh, and when I was in my 20s, and I didn't have a super nice guitar, and I was trying to impress him. And, you know, he would be gone for long periods of time and come home. And I, I had my not great guitar. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really thinking about getting an American Standard Strat. He goes, really? If you found the outside parameters on this one? <laughs> I was just like, damn. Bro. And I, I'm trying to remember, like, back to the Tiger thing. I think that Nike stopped doing golf stuff a while back. Yeah. Like golf-specific equipment. Mm. Probably did still did the clothing and all that. But, I mean, if they're not yeah. doing that specific equipment... I can see why they would be like, well, now is the time to not do this because yeah. at some point there's diminishing return. Um, uh, Andrew, in particular, but everybody, would you check something out? I just saw a CNN headline saying that the Missouri Secretary of State was talking about trying to mm-hmm. uh, get rid of Joe Biden. Yeah, he tweeted it on Friday. Oh, that man, he said I if, this was if, just happening this minute. You know, he said that if uh, the Supreme Court— This is Jay Ashcroft. Jay Ashcroft. 
Um, he tweeted something to the effect of if they don't, um, you know, reverse their decision, like in Colorado, then he will work to take Biden off the ballot in Missouri. Yeah, that's positive. Yeah. So dumb. He but said he, he doesn't want to have to do it. Don't make Ashcroft do it. Don't make him do it, but he will. Did you see that he got swatted this weekend? Or he saw that too. He got swatted. I hate that stuff so bad. I, I do too. too. It's bad. Uh, I think anyone that does resources. that should go to real prison. I do too. Well, do you, isn't there not? The, the, I thought you I thought can go to jail, right? I mean, they but, find like, out who you like, are. but they real, should really do it. Like real time. Not, not necessarily forever, but like two years in yeah. general it, population. It, it's one thing ordering 10 pizzas, right? But when you when you send the cops or the firefighters out, look, yep. they could get in an auto accident on the way there or back. I mean, you're just putting people in danger. Well, I mean, and it's also if you're deployed somewhere where you're not needed at all and something else happens, there can be a delayed response mm-hmm. to a real thing. Well, and there have been stories of police showing yeah. up. One guy got and shot. And killing somebody at the yeah. house they were, they were called to go to. Yeah, I saw the video of that. Yep. Guy answers the door and gets shot. It's like because of a video game thing. That was a video game spot. Right. Oh. Yeah. You mean someone got mad playing video games? Yep, yep. That's yep. the that's the vast majority of them. That's kind of where they started. Really? So, oh yeah, it started Kevin in that I world. Are yeah. Playing against each other online, I get mad at Kevin. How do you know who Kevin is and where he lives? Uh, you can if you can find if you know how to. I mean, I hate to say like hacking, but it's basically if you know how to find <laughs> Kevin's IP address. There are ways to then find like the address that Jeez. the IP address is attached to, and then you call the police and you say. Uh, Kevin is at the he- this house and he is holding people hostage. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He has a gun. In and- some of the cases, they actually know who the other person is. It's not like just randos. Like the, the one we're talking about, the people knew who the other yeah, guy was. Yeah, and that too. Like sometimes yeah. they can yeah. be acquaintances in some yeah. way. Yeah. Right. And then, the whole world needs a timeout. Just yeah. think about what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to do better when we come back out of this timeout, you know? Yeah. Uh, long way to go. Lots of stuff for you today. Quick break right back. DGS. 123 DGS. Andrew, I don't usually come to you this early in the show, but damn it, you intrigue me. Uh, on the Google Doc you have that you encountered uh, a man blocking the exit at KFC demanding food. Yeah, so I went down to KFC to uh, to get you and I some, some lunch today. And uh, as I'm sitting there, it took a while. I think they had to make the food. You know, freshness is their prerogative down there. So I think wow. they were... <laughs> Are you getting paid? Be nice by, to my pals. Is that the kind of name? He's got is that an the NIL slogan? deal. Is Freshness is their prerogative. prerogative. I love that. <laughs> and then you got the old Look, Bobby Brown song. It's not song. always fresh, but it's our prerogative. <laughs> it's, what we, it's what we strive for, at least. Uh, and so while Don't I'm, be shocked if uh, you get fresh chicken. We so, deserve the right. <laughs> so while I'm while I'm waiting there, uh, this. Uh, unhoused gentleman comes and stands in the so you know to go through you have to go through kind of inside the parking garage basically at the downtown kfc and then there's a little entryway that you pop out the other side and go about your business and so he went and he stood (laughs) in like in the middle of the the exit yeah so i couldn't get through and he's like you know he's doing the you know hand motion for food yeah he's like at you in particular yeah yeah yeah. he's looking right at because i'm i'm right in front of the exit right um and he's like, I'm hungry. Will you give me something to eat? And I was like, ah, no, can't help you. Sorry. And then typically, as you know, uh, when you do that, they just kind of like, okay. And then they move along. He didn't. He just kept standing there. And he goes, no, no, no. I need I need something to eat. Can you? Will you give me food? Once again, I yell out the window, no, sorry. Not, no, I'm not going to get you food. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Got to leave. 
And he goes, no, I'm, I, I need you to get me food. I need you to get me food in there. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm, and then and now I'm like yelling at this poor guy. But I'm like, no, I'm not getting you food. I just said I'm not doing it. Anyway, I had to. How did it end? I had to <laughs> advance on him. Wait, what? what? what do you mean you had to advance on him? I drove. I moved. I made. Was it that clear. your prerogative? <laughs> My prerogative was that I. I'm sorry. I gotta move the. I gotta. Because it was. How it, close did you come? We also had a we had we had a meeting that we had to go to, and so I had to get back here in time for the meeting. Sure, that was worth running someone over for. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to do it, obviously, <laughs> but I had to like show him like it was a bluff charge. Yes, I had oh, to show him. Oh, Look at this. Yeah, yeah. You're you're where I need to go, and I have no other way to go Wait, but there. You did it slowly. You didn't gas it and I then slam on the brakes. It. He okay. was like two feet in front so of me. So you just, just rolled to, a little bit. Yeah, I just had to roll okay. forward and be like, "Look, this is happening." Did he relent or did he give he you did, a little? He, he did relent. He stepped just off to the side, and then as I drove by, he knocked on my window as if to say. I need you to get me some food in there. Next time, just give him my food. For real, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to get shaken down. (laughs) Wow. I didn't realize it was such a point of pride. Well, a, that's a shakedown operation. If you if you block the exit to the yeah. drive-through and you say, "Give me food," or you're not going back. Was to Was it work the guy that, that pulls on the door handles on Tucker? Because there's I have to, I lock uh, my doors. I don't know the guy. There's either. a that's a different guy. dude. I think. Okay. The, I, I think there's a, I think there's a difference between someone that asks you and someone that does what he what yeah. they did to Andrew and blocks your path. I, I respect I've had people I ask. respect you standing up for yourself, <laughs> but that's also not worth getting shot or him busting your window out. I know I get it. I get it. But if I came back empty-handed, everybody would be like, "Yeah, he probably just ate." If you food, died, right? if you got shot, if that guy shot you and you died, I'd be like, "He died doing what he loved, standing Protecting by his prerogative." Guys, <laughs> see, see, that's the thing. Getting fresh. I chicken. gave your food, guys. I'm sorry look, to look, a homeless I'm, man. Like, I'm no, you lunch, ate it. I'm the lunch person here. I'm in charge of ordering lunch typically and making sure everybody gets what they want. Yeah, and no, I take yeah. this seriously. Okay. If I if I die in the process of making sure that everybody gets their lunch, then you know. So what? really, you're the good guy in this. I'm. Am I? How am I not? Well, you did advance on him, <laughs> but very slowly. <laughs> what, what do we say, advance? Charge. I do want to. Yeah, exactly. I do want to make clear. Yeah. I did not charge at him. I did not like. But you didn't say he was, he was twenty-four inches away. <laughs> I did not squeal the tires and make a run at him. I was just saying, like, hey, now's the time. He this car. Did, like the DeLorean and yeah. Back to the Future thing. Where yeah, I, I, I was making clear. Rubber. Now's the time when this car has to go where you are. <laughs> But you're still there. So we've reached an impasse. I'm on it. Can we do some sort of, I know we never do social media. Can we, can, I would love to hear from the audience on this. Well, like what, what exactly do you want to say? <laughs> I just want to know what they think. Did Andrew do the right thing? Yeah. Should you refuse to be shaken down in advance on someone in a car? <laughs> eh. <laughs> we can put up a we can put up a Twitter poller. I'm gonna, be on, I'm gonna be on Team Andrew on this one. I Are am you? too. I I'm on Team Andrew. It's not like he was just like, no, I'm not gonna help you. It's right. He was being aggressively like it, it was too much. It's yeah. I well, think and it's you, intimidating. I mean, yeah. you can't intimidate someone, and that is that's intimidating. I mean, I've definitely bought food for a lot for several of the people that are around down there, and I have no problem doing that. But if you're gonna block me and put up demands, I will probably not do that. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 134 DGS. I don't know that I want to really talk about this a whole lot. We can. We can take phone calls, whatever. I think Jay Ashcroft is embarrassing Missouri. I think Missouri has a really bad reputation nationally. I can tell you being in the media and getting show prep, and it's always someone took advantage of their cow. Um, (laughs) And here's the thing. You guys know how I feel about Donald Trump. I can't stand Donald Trump. I also don't think he should be taking off of any ballots because there are open questions. Uh, (laughs) There are open, important questions. That clearly the uh, drafters of the Constitution never thought would have to be defined. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, they should have in hindsight. I think they're all geniuses. But in hindsight, the the, the 14th should have been clearer as to who is a a federal officer. Now, logic would simply dictate that if federal officers cannot run for office again if they take part in an insurrection, that I think clearly the highest office, the president of the United States, falls under that. But it's it's ambiguous. Does it say convicted or does it just no. say that's the part that's got to be cleared so up? So the Supreme Court will rule on this and they should. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Uh, Maine and Colorado taking him off the ballots. That's the way you get to this because the Supreme Court would never just go, hey, just for, you know, Watson grins, we're going to rule on this. It's only when someone brings a lawsuit. And so I'm kind of glad that Maine and Colorado did it so that we can answer this question. Now, I would prefer if Trump hadn't done what he did and we wouldn't have to even think about this as a possibility. But I don't think that he should be off any of the state ballots until the Supreme Court rules. And I don't think the Supreme Court is going to rule against him. But what Jay Ashcroft is doing just makes us look stupid. Yeah, I'll say this is not even the main point with the conviction. uh, Why it doesn't say convicted of insurrection. Well, sure, because it was a post-Civil War amendment and they weren't going to convict everybody who fought for the Confederacy. Right, right, right. So you kind of knew. You knew this guy was a lieutenant. A well, they private, wore the a uniform. They wore the uniform. Right. You knew they engaged. So it was understood that they were part of the Confederacy. They couldn't run. So they didn't add the language for convicted of insurrection. Right. 
Right. And we do. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I think that should be the standard. Until you're proven guilty of something, you shouldn't be punished for it. Well, that's what they need to answer because that's not, well, but it's not a requirement. Is, the They're, case may not even be solved by the time the, the election's over. I mean, like they may not finish that case. Well, no, what I'm saying is they don't. Ha- there doesn't need to be a conviction in order right. for them to rule that he participated in insurrection and shouldn't be on the ballot. No, so, I, like, what this, they is, should, this is my point is, it, should that be the standard? Because otherwise, it's just an, it's someone deciding they believe it. Yes. And, and again, this is not in any way condoning any behavior. Yeah. I, I think what he did on You're January 6th was terrible. You're being reasonable. I'm just saying we have to have some standard that can apply no matter what. Because then you think of, well, what is Jay Ashcroft's grounds for making that decision? Well, he can just say, I believe it. Yeah. And that's what happened in Maine. Yes. Maine is just saying, that's what we believe. Now it's based on visual evidence and testimony, but it didn't happen in a court of law. I've heard some people smarter than me on TV talking about that, well, the Supreme Court will have to rule whether or not Donald Trump uh, led an insurrection in this. I don't think so. The Supreme Court is famous for only taking on what they absolutely have to. Supreme Court always loves to punt. They love to not rule on things. Uh, And so I can imagine a world where uh, Chief Justice Roberts says, now, we don't have to say that he uh, committed an insurrection, but we're going to go ahead and do that anyway. I would think that if, although he's not really even charged with that uh, now, but I think he would have to be found guilty of insurrection, Mm -hmm. appeal it, and the Supreme Court look at the facts and say, no, we agree with the lower court. For that process Or we disagree. What do you guys make of the other part of this, which is the state's rights part? Because we have a lot of people argue they're big states' rights people when it comes to other things, right? The biggest one recently was the Roe v. Wade. Let's take it back to the states. But in this case, we don't want it to go back to the states. I think that raises some of those interesting questions about how that works, right? How do we all function under the umbrella? Take this for, for what it is. Coming from a guy who graduated from law school in 1990 and hasn't practiced since 2000. But I'm a big states' rights guy as well. And the enumeration clause in the Constitution uh, basically says, uh, also being big states' rights people, that all of the powers enumerated in the Constitution to the federal government are the federal governments. Other than that, everything goes to the states. So they were saying, put a giant thumb on the side of the scale for states' rights. If it's the federal government's right obligation duty, we're going to tell you. I'm not sure— where voting stands because it's a state thing. However, just logically, when it's a federal election for the presidency, I do believe the federal government has an interest in how the states are running their elections. Say, for example, Iowa said, we're not going to vote anymore. We're going to wrestle. Right. (laughs) Because they're good at wrestling in Iowa. I think they would probably step in and say, let's not wrestle. Yeah. Well, and also since it's the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, like a federal document, that rule, uh, it's it's a constitutional federal, you know, the national constitution versus a state constitution. So you can't say that states are now interpreting the constitution differently. The Supreme Court exists. I sound so... I said I would hate me right now, but <laughs> Professor I, Dave, I just can't keep it out because it was drilled into me. The Supreme Court exists basically for when uh, two or more states disagree mm-hmm. about the law, 
and they have to come in and say, okay, we need unanimity here, uh, or at least reliability and predictability, or when a state seems to be getting sideways with the Constitution. You know, so in those cases, that's where the Supreme Court says, ah, this is the case for us. Right. Right. Because Nebraska is doing things different than Florida and got to pick one. And basically, this was never going to be states. rights. The minute Colorado's Supreme Court made their decision, that's the minute it became a Supreme Court issue. That's just the way. Yeah. yeah. Because they're interpreting the federal constitution. I'm talking more philosophically than I am legally. Right. I just find it interesting because if you, I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong. I just think it, there's a lot of unintended consequences to all of these beliefs. And I'm wondering if it might be a time to like freshen things up and clarify mm. some of those things you're talking about outside of the process of waiting for everything to get to a Supreme yeah. Court ruling. I mean, I know it's a stupid small analogy, but like this fantasy baseball league I'm in, we wrote our rules in 1992. Yeah. And about five years ago, we're like, you know what? We probably need yeah. to clarify some better. of this. Yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of talk about this, and it's a bit philosophic, but I think you guys will get it. Um, it seems to me, because everyone is making the case that unless you vote for my guy, democracy is going to fall apart. And I think that that is, for the most part, hyperbole. I do think that democracy has never been more on the ballot. But I think that that is as much because of our ignorance as a populace as it is Donald Trump and January 6th. Uh, Because super conservatives, MAGA people will tell you Biden is the insurrectionist because of X, Y, Z. Okay, but I think that especially younger generations, I'm sorry, uh, I wouldn't know anything about the government had I not been forced to learn it. From the time I was in first grade, we had to take civics and we had to pass a constitution test and all that. And of course, then I went to law school, but I wouldn't know anything about it if you didn't make me, you know, like very few 14 year olds, 18 year olds, 24 year olds are going to say, let me just take a deep dive into the constitution. It's because they made my generation learn it. Well, I don't think the younger generations really, truly understand civics and constitutionality and democracy and things like that. And I certainly am no expert in it. But when you don't understand something, it's a lot easier to let it go. You know, like I'm more protective of of democracy. One, because I know something about it, but I'll be honest, two, because it was pounded into my brain that this is the way good people do it. And bad people live across the oceans and they do it a different way. So I've been programmed and I can't get out of it. Whether it is or not, I don't know. But I know that what I have been taught to believe. People younger than me who didn't have that pounded into their skulls, they probably look at it and go, well, what's, so, what's so great about, about this? Why a constitutional republic? Why not a socialist republic? Why not a this? Why not a that? And plus, when you're younger, it's cool to rebel, right? So that's where I think democracy is really more on the line are the – generations coming of age now who didn't have all that pounded into their skull. And whose fault is that? I'm not even sure it's I mean, a fault. No, but I'm saying if, it, if it's not taught in schools now, why not? Who, who decided Brace, that? Grace, what do you think? You're, you're the youngest one here. I think uh, you're making a great point from the perspective of I think Democrats need a better talking point than democracy is on the line because I think that's shorthand for something and they're not doing a great job of explaining what that shorthand is for. I agree with that. Yeah. Like Biden just gave his speech last week and the whole thing was about like democracy is about to end. And I'm like, all right, but you have to lay that out a little bit better because that's it's such a statement that I think most people are going like, okay, and yeah. 
but the economy is bad. Like, who cares? Do you think there's nothing to it, though? Because we, we talked about Elise Stefanik today and her comments uh, yesterday on Meet the Press. And she's doing the same thing Trump did the last time where they asked her, OK, well, you know, if basically if, if your guy loses, are you going to accept the results and move on? And she said, well, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I can remember in my lifetime that that's how we're doing elections now. Where it's, well, that. if my guy wins, then yeah, everything's fine. But if he doesn't win, well, we're going to have to take a look at it. And I think the more we keep doing that and normalize that, I do think there's a jeopardy to democracy. And I don't think that it's hyperbole to say that. I don't think it's hyperbole at all. I'm just saying I don't think the messaging is on point. I think, right. I think they have a huge point that they're trying to make and they're just not quite nailing it. But like by saying, uh, I, I mean, I don't think that if the Democrats win this next election, then suddenly democracy is rock solid again. But that's kind of the vibe that yeah. they're giving out in all of the speeches yeah. and I think, stuff. I think that you have to, uh, unfortunately, more fortunately, uh, explain what you mean. Because I think most— if, Well, and if, also if, give, give reasons other than that for right. why Democrats right. should stay in power. Right. Or if why you Biden say, should we're about president. to lose, and then you say a word, well, in Russia— I'm sure they say things like, we could really lose communism in this next, you know, okay, well, maybe we should lose communism. Maybe we should lose socialism. Maybe we we should lose democracy. You have to, to Rachel's point, which I agree with, you have to take the second more difficult step and explain what that means. And maybe the younger generation goes, well, yeah, I completely agree with that. Although I know a lot of younger people, not just younger, but mostly younger, who might say, yeah, and that's exactly what we want to see go away. Yeah, I would also. I'm. I'm not. I think there's a problem with communicating the younger generations. I think the older generations are just as much to blame because we're the ones that invented slogan politics. We're the ones. I mean, both Republicans and Democrats right now are saying your country will not exist if yeah. my side win loses. If the other side wins, well, that's not. You're not getting in any. We none of us will listen to the explanation. Yeah, we're going to hear the first three or four words and then we're out. I mean, like, I joke about this. People on Twitter all the time, they'll see a tweet or a thread that's more than one tweet, and they're like, too long, ain't reading that. Well, if nobody's going to listen, then that's why they do it, because they know that they need to get you emotionally attached with a couple of words rather than trying to explain things. By the way, we had people calling uh, a minute ago, and Andrew had to step out of the studio. So if you want to call in now or ever, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. 154 DGS. Uh, let's talk to Matt on line one. Matt, thanks for calling back. Go right ahead. Hey, and thank you for having me on. And, and I said jokingly at the beginning uh, when I first called in, I've been calling in, or not calling in, but listening to Cam Wex since Rex Davis in the late 1960s. So uh, I enjoy your platform now. Amy, for example, I agree with her sometimes, but sometimes I don't. So I don't know what side of the you know wall she falls on, right or left. But your guys hit the nail on the head. So many of the young kids, and I don't know all the labels for generations, but 35-year-old kids or younger, they just don't have any background in most cases about the Constitution. It was beaten to my head about the Constitution and Representative Republic and the process. And, you know, I think the maybe first really violent, verbally violent uh, election could have been uh, Goldwater and, and Johnson in 1964. But then again, 25 or 30 years later, nothing happened like like happening today. Yeah. Um, my fear is an uneducated electorate 
will do uneducated things. And that is my biggest fear today, that just people don't care. I got in an argument with my 36-year-old son who lives in Chicago, got an excellent job, executive, and he just doesn't dig into it. They just don't discuss it. I'm not saying that you know politics should be discussed around the water cooler all the time, but people should have better knowledge. And I don't agree with some of the points you guys bring up because <clears throat> I do think there it's no longer Democrat-Republican. And that's, that is, I'm firm with that. It is now uh, nationalists, which would be considered Republicans in most cases, but nationalists and globalists. And that's exactly what's happening for the reason the border situation is what it is. I don't have time to talk, or you wouldn't let me talk for an hour, but the reality is it's now globalists and nationalists. And that's the fight that's on the battlefield right now in this country. And it's very scary, very disconcerting for me. Matt, let me promise you something. Andrew, uh, let's get either our normal guys to talk about that, globalist versus nationalist, uh, or some specific people, because I, I like that point. Um, Wheels asked, well, whose fault is it? And I will say this, whether it's Gen the Alpha, Z, Millennials, or it's something a, a thousand years from now. I didn't start loving knowledge until I was probably in my 40s. Yeah, yeah. So I learned exactly, and I grew up in in the the generation of propaganda being pounded into your skull. I learned exactly what you made me learn and not one fact more. Yeah. So I don't really blame generations who are young for what they know or don't know. Uh, that's up to the teachers, the school board, the parents to decide what they're going to learn, which is really what we fight about all the time. You know, and to, to Matt's point, are we going to push the nationalist agenda? Are we going to push the globalist agenda, the Republicans, the we got to ban books, are we going to this, are we going to that? Uh, but I don't blame young people for being ignorant because I don't expect them to be any different than I was. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 